Welcome to the Pink Lid Podcast. My name is Alyssa Shaw, and I'm the host and founder of the Pink Lid. I'm so happy that you girls are listening. I don't know if you heard yet, but the Pink Lid 2019 Restored is going to be October 18th and 19th at Northeast High School in Oakland Park. We're so excited. We've been planning. We have so many exciting things that are going to be happening there for the girls. And the tickets right now are only $25. That's the lowest you can get them for. Starting July 1st, they're going to go up to $35. So get your tickets early. You're not going to find a cheaper ticket than that. $25 at thepinklid.com. Share it with your girlfriends. We want to pack out Northeast High School, and it's going to be so much fun. So let's get to today's episode. I have my really, really good friend, Amber Stevens, with me. Hey, <laughs> hey Amber. <laughs> Amber is um, visiting me all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, and she's one of the speakers every year at The Pink Lid. She always brings the realest talks. Right, Amber? Yeah, I guess so. You really do. Like <laughs> from what I hear, I ta- I go and I interview girls after. It's like, so what was your favorite moment of the pink lid? And hands down, almost every answer is like Amber. Oh my gosh, I love her. Amber session. Why wow. do you think girls love you so much? I have no idea. Why do you? <laughs> you don't know <laughs> why, do you why think? girls love you? I don't know. I just um, I really enjoy talking to the girls and just being real with them and being honest and authentic. And hopefully, they love that. I think that's what it is. I think you, like, you just tell it like it is. And I feel like so many people are just scared <laughs> to tell it like it is. But you're not scared. Nope, I'm not. You just, like, be like, yeah, I did this. And this happened to me. And this and that. <laughs> and you need to get your life right. And la, la, la. You need to do it right. All you right. do it right. So anyways, <laughs> so with that said, today we are going to talk about some things that are taboo that people usually talk about. Ooh, awkward things. Awkward things. But you have you don't feel awkward talking about it. No, I don't. Why and do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe it was because my mom always talked to me about really awkward things. I love that. And so I got all the awkward out That's really so young. Good. So Your I mom love just like broke it into you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love quote unquote awkward topics because if no one else is gonna talk um about it, then I feel like I need to. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So we always do these open panel questions on the Pinklin podcast. And so we usually end with them. But this time I'm going to start with them because wow. um, I always want to start it off this episode with it. Okay. So you ready for this question, Amber? I'm nervous. I don't know what the questions are. You don't need to be nervous. Okay. But I just know that you're going to answer it. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So we always get some crazy questions that I don't really usually answer everything because sometimes I just read them like, okay, maybe we shouldn't answer that or maybe we should. But we'd really try. I try to like look at all the questions and then like combine them and try to answer them. But I want to make sure we answer everything. So I'm going to start it off with this one. Okay, here comes Amber. What if your boyfriend wants you to make a sex tape? Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, what if my boyfriend wanted me to make a sex tape? I would first watch the R. Kelly documentary. That's what I would do. Okay. I'd watch the R. Kelly documentary and see how that's a really bad idea. I would wonder why would he want to make a sex tape? First of all, why are we having sex? That would be my question. Yeah. <laughs> why would we be having sex with if your we're boyfriend. with my boyfriend? Because we're not married. And um, but if we were, why would he want to have make a sex tape? To me, it seems like he wants to create some kind of fantasy. Uh, to me, it would make me feel like I'm not enough as I am. Um, but politically correct answer would be, why are we having sex in the first place? Uh, so there should be no sex tape because we're not having sex. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that for a second, because okay. 
I feel like we live in a generation of live together first and then get married once you know like what the person's like. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you look at the biblical worldview, if you look at the Bible, we're actually not supposed to do that. We're supposed to get married and then live together and then have sex. And our culture has it flipped the other way around. It's like have sex, have sex, and then one day get married. And it's just really creating a lot of problems, a lot of faithfulness issues and a lot of sleeping around and STDs. And like, I mean, the list can go on and on about the effects of that. Um, where do you think as like, you know, as a Christian trying to navigate that? And I even find a lot of Christian girls like saying like not even seeing a problem with that because the world has so indoctrinated us to think that, oh, it's no big deal to have sex before marriage and be a Christian and love Jesus. So when you find girls in that situation, like how do you help them or how do we kind of untrain our minds from the world's mindset to have a biblical worldview in it? Yeah, that's such a uh, such a deep question because I think the surface answer could be, well, if we want to please God, then we would just do exactly what the Bible says. And the Bible tells us, you know, not to have sex before marriage. But I think the deeper thing is to ask yourself the question of why you want to have sex with someone before they make that commitment to you. And so um, a lot of us, you know, um, a lot of us have really just sacrificed um, maybe some of our belief systems in order to have or to gain some kind of intimacy, to, to gain some type of closeness or acceptance or whatever it is. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why we have sex before marriage. And I think one thing as a church we have to be careful is making it a cookie cutter answer. Um, everyone's different and why they choose to do those things. But I think the biggest thing is we look for intimacy with someone else outside of God uh, because they're tangible to us. Mm. And so it seems easier for us sometimes to be able to connect with another human and in a sexual way or something that fulfills us in that kind of way, rather than to go through sometimes what seems hard with connecting with God. Mm. That's deep. Yeah. I think it is kind of deep. I think it's deep. That is definitely not a surface like answer. Like that you're literally saying like, okay, it's not just don't have sex. Yeah. Or, you know, don't do this because the Bible says, but it's like, where's the root of that coming from? And I think that's what, you know, that that's what it is. It's like, where's your heart at too? You know, where is your identity in Christ? I think that a lot of things just go down to knowing who you are in Christ. Right. And then once you know who you are in Christ, it's too setting up boundaries in your life. Because, you know, even if you, you could take the strongest believer and you put them alone with a, their boyfriend, even if they're godly and they love each other and love God, if you put them alone in the dark watching a movie, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? So you yeah. have to be real and honest with yourself too. Like if you want to please God and you want to not sin, you have to set up the boundaries and the perimeters around yourself where you can say, okay, I don't want to let myself be in a situation where that could happen. And I, you always tell a story, Amber, when you and David were dating. Oh gosh. Um, and David <laughs> ran away. Can you tell them that story? Because I love this story. Yeah. David and I were dating and um, David actually was a lot more serious about our boundaries than I was. And there were a lot of reasons to that that I can talk about. But we were alone together. Well, technically alone. We were actually in my parents' house. This is what's crazy. Okay. So we were in my parents' house and we were downstairs. My parents were upstairs. And I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah, so technically we were quote unquote alone because yeah, yeah. they left us downstairs. And uh, he felt some kind of temptation and he got up and literally ran out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was the That's weirdest so guy ever at the time because I was like, 
okay, where did he go? Where did he go? And he called me and he was like, yeah, I was starting to feel tempted. So I just went ahead and left. Wow. And I think back then I was like, wow, that seems strange. (laughs) But I look back at it and I really respect him for it because um, he was willing to say, you know what, I'm not going to push myself too far into this. As soon as I'm feeling something that could compromise our boundaries that we set to keep you know, each other um, not having sex before marriage, I'm going to go ahead and walk away from this because you are valuable enough for me to walk away from this moment um, that I'm enjoying spending time with you so that I can keep, you know, that purity in our relationship for marriage. So that was really cool to me. Um, One thing I was going to say is I kind of brought up the fact of me not being as strong with our boundaries as he was. Um, It wasn't that I didn't like or I didn't want to keep our boundaries. It's just that I had a lot of things to kind of work through. Um, And as women, the way that God makes us is once our heart is given, then our body follows after. And what's awesome is that's actually how we're supposed to be made. Um, Inside of a committed marriage, um, our heart goes to that one person and then our body follows after. But what happens is that without that commitment, that safety net of marriage, um, we're still made the same way. And so for me, I had to work through a lot of pain, a lot of trauma from my past um, where I was willing to give my heart and my body would follow after that. So I needed in order for me to keep those boundaries, some, you know, someone who was actually going to be able to help me. That's something that I needed. And so I found that in, in David. Wow. I feel like that's so rare nowadays. You don't hear of stories like that. Yeah. Sadly, (laughs) but we need more godly men like that, that are willing to stand up and fight, not just for their own purity, but he was fighting for your purity. That's right. I think that's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. Like, it literally gives me chills. Like, I have chills Aww. right now thinking about that. I think that's <laughs> oh, so beautiful. On David. <laughs> oh, David. Yeah, I know. I think that is true, that we do need more godly men. But I think in the end of the day that we have to be responsible for ourselves and for each other. So we need not only godly men and not to expect for the man to keep us in a place um, that we need to be, but also that we need community. We need other girlfriends that can kind of just talk to us and walk us through and keep us safe. You know, when we have made a commitment to help us keep that commitment, you know? Yeah. And so whether it is, we, I just want to, I think for me, I was saying, I don't want it to be the man is the person that's going to, to keep me pure. It is going to be my commitment to God that's yeah. going to keep me. And it's going to be my community or my girlfriends, you know, that do that for me. Yeah. And I think, too, just being honest with yourself. Yeah. And being honest with the temptations that you're feeling and talking, talking with your girlfriends, you know, being like, hey, I'm really struggling. Because a lot of times we can feel so alone yeah. and maybe ashamed to say, hey, I'm really struggling. Like, I have this, like, perfect Christian girl persona, but yet I want to go, like, do my boyfriend. Like, yeah. you know, so, like, <laughs> I, do I don't know how to put it. Probably not <laughs> the right so way funny. to put it. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. need to have people to talk to. Like, I remember when I was dating Matt. I was this like perfect little Christian girl, never kissed anybody. And then all of a sudden I kissed him and I was like, all of a sudden these feelings came up in my heart. I was like, I didn't even know those were there. (laughs) I didn't even know there was such a thing as those feelings that I was feeling. And I think that 
you know, we can get us in trouble because we can be like, oh man, I want that again. I think that's why the Bible says, do not stir yeah. awake in love until it so desires, which I believe is in marriage because those feelings, those desires are real. Yeah. And for those girls that have experienced it, you know, for those girls that don't have an experience yet, hear from mm-hmm. us, they are real and they're awesome because God made those feelings, but they're built for the context of marriage and our society with these like long dating and this long engagement and to get to marriage it's like five years later it doesn't set us up for success and so in order to make it to marriage you have to set up some major boundaries and not do it the way that the world does it because the world has this like five thousand year journey and like seriously it does (laughs) and it's like it can't can't take that long that's not the way god set up our bodies no that's so true but you know i i did do the long relationship and long engagement (laughs) i i did but the short way you did it the long way (laughs) i did it the long way and my advice was not to do it the long way ever i did it the long way because i was um afraid of commitment so Mm -hmm. i honestly should not probably have been in a relationship in the first place and that's what took things a lot longer i really needed to work on myself first Mm -hmm. before getting into a relationship and then it would have been a lot shorter but i didn't take that route Mm -hmm. so i got into a relationship and then was working on a lot of things that i probably should have worked on before my relationship and that's why our relationship and was so long before we got married that's why it's important that you do the hard work on yourself as you are single and then become complete become whole so when you meet up with that guy then it's like okay we're going in the same direction let's do this you know that's right so i mean that's how it was i mean matt and i even though we weren't perfect like it was like okay you know what you're called to do i know i'm called to do they match we love each other and we got married nine months later yeah it was crazy it was super fast but it was what god had for us in that season and it's not everyone's story is totally different right and you can't compare it to one or the other but one thing you can say is okay am i following what god said because i'm telling you when you are living a life of purity towards God, like you will have so much joy and freedom. And that's what I think that the world doesn't understand is like they think, oh, those Christian rules are going to put you like under bondage and you're not going to have any fun when it's actual opposite. Like you feel so much freedom and peace and love. Like there's so much of that in my marriage because we did it the way God had us do it now compared to like if we didn't do it that way there'd be like shame and like guilt and loneliness and all those other feelings but when you do it according to the way that god has set it up it really makes more joy and peace and not to say there's not struggles because yes marriage takes work relationships take work there's always Mm -hmm. something to work through that's just life but when you have christ as the center of that then it makes things so much easier because you're going back to Christ for everything instead of looking to your flesh or looking to something or somebody else. You're really looking to Christ as your foundation. Um, Amber, I think this is so good, like what we're talking about. Yeah. And the just I think for girls just to see that they need to find their identity in Christ first before anything else. That's really the key. Yeah. And I, when, I know when I'm talking to girls, that's always the root of everything. What about yeah. you when you're talking to girls? Yeah, definitely. I think it's really knowing who you are um, and embracing who you are. And that takes work. It takes um, work for you to unravel some of the things that have happened to you in your past, whether it's a lot of things or little things, whether it's small hurts or big hurts, but unraveling those things, really finding out what, who you, what your identity is, um, and then just really um, embracing that about you and really embracing who you are, I think is the biggest, biggest, most important thing um, when it comes to anything, whether it com- goes to confidence or purity or whatever it is, um, that is the, the number one thing. I think I wanted to 
give the girls a different perspective that when we hear your story, it's like, oh my gosh, wow, like that is awesome, but that's not my story. And my story is not like that at all, you know, and I'm sure some of the girls have heard it (laughs) now. Um, I did not actually want to get married. And so I was not, when I became a Christian um, and following Jesus, I was not um, in the pursuit of marriage and saying, okay, I'm going to get myself together. And not, this wasn't your story either, but I'm going to get myself together um, so that one day I can be married to a guy. You know, for me, mine was, you know, I just really want to love Jesus. That was what your story is too. I just want to love Jesus and grow with him and you know, um, just love him all with all my heart. And then in comes this guy who really pursued me and just like pursued me to the point of like wearing me down. (laughs) Um, and it really started to change my perspective a little bit about marriage and, um, being with someone. My, my thing was, I didn't want to be married because I was afraid. I had fear. I had commitment issues because of what I had seen in my family and my history in the past. I think that's a Um, lot of people. I find that everywhere because we come from a generation that half of us have our parents divorced. That's right. And our parents' generation didn't have that. That's right. And so like we, we're on the other side of this saying, Hey, I've seen relationships fail and fail Mm -hmm. and fail. And, or we see marriages that are married, but they're not really married because they just look like they're married, but they're inside of it. They're not not really loving and growing and all that stuff. And so I think that we almost come in at it jaded. Yeah. I remember growing up, I never saw one good marriage. I didn't even know what a good marriage looked like, you know? And so I think, I think where I found some hope was my pastors. I saw them and I was like, Hey, they, they actually love each other. Like maybe this is possible. You know, and so I think that kind of like started to open the door, but I yeah. definitely see how we have that in our generation where there's actually, I just saw a statistic the other day that 64% of our parents' generation were married at our age, where only 25% of our generation is married. Yeah. So that really shows you like that shift of the generations. Like, I mean, it's a huge, and we're like, aren't we the largest generation too? Yeah. And so you see that, like, I can see how that fear would have been so real for you by seeing no marriages that worked good. So I can see how that fear, I feel like, I think that relates to a lot of girls. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I think going into a relationship, um, dealing with, I had to deal with a lot of trauma and um, things that were awakening me a lot earlier um, in my life when I, I did get in a relationship with him, David and I, um, were not kissing. We weren't, we had all of the boundaries in place. You know, we didn't even hold hands for, I don't know, for six months or a year. (laughs) Um, we didn't even hold hands. So we were doing all of the right things, quote unquote, right things based off the, you know, um, us keeping our boundaries, but I still had desires that didn't match with what I, what I felt like God wanted for me. And so I really had to focus on um, the word surrender and surrendering. Purity for me is my relationship with God and surrendering my own will or desires that don't align with what um, he says is best for me. That was really purity for me. And so I, even though I was making all of the like boundaries and doing all those things, I still was struggling and I didn't understand why, because David and I weren't doing anything, you know, we weren't physical, we weren't holding hands, we weren't kissing, but I still was struggling in my heart. And I think purity really starts in your heart. It's a heart issue. It's not, um, 
just a body issue. It's a heart totally. issue. And yeah. so it's, it's that surrender um, where I had to also trust and have faith that God knew better for me than I knew for myself. And that he had a really, really great gift for me later that I didn't quite see. And so I had to trust in him as God and knowing of his character rather than what I could see in the moment. That is so good. I love that. And now, where yeah. are you at now? Now we're married. We're going to be <laughs> married for 10 years this That's year. Crazy. Yeah. We'll be together. Happy what? 10 years. You know what? I'm just like the guy. Like, you know, the guy's like, how yeah. long, husband? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's me. I'm like, we've I been married you. 10 years this year. I think we've been together like 12, that's 14. Awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't know. You have no idea. I don't know, but it's going to be married 10 years. <laughs> that's huge. Hey, you know that though. That's, that's big. Yeah. In 10 years. That's yeah. like, you don't even look like you could be married for 10 years. I, yeah. You literally look like, I feel like I'm sitting across from like an 18 year old. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible because I was a six year old, but that's cool. No, it's okay. It's okay. It was just like supposed to be a compliment. Yeah. So yeah. Young. Yeah. Oh, thank so you. Young. Thank you. <laughs> no, but I think that's beautiful. Like, and here you are like 10 years later and like you've seen all that God has done in your lives. And like, I mean, I just think it's a beautiful picture of like God's redemption and being restored like i think that's really the theme of the pink lid this year is we want we want girls to come and truly be restored whether they've like if you come and you're like hey i i was where amber was before she met david like i need to be like restored back to god and restored like my purity all that stuff we want you to come and it'd be a place where you can just meet with Jesus and be restored. Or maybe you need to come back to God and you've been far away from him, like be restored back to God. And I mean, yeah. we just really, that word restored, we couldn't get that off of any of our leaders' hearts. Um, and I know that God is going to do something so special in October. I mean, we are, we can't, every day we are talking about the pink lid. Like already our leaders yeah. were like, pink lid, pink lid. And I know you're excited to come down this year. I am excited. I, I um, reached out to you because yeah. I was like, hey, am I coming this year? Because I love the girls. I love just being able to be a part of it and having the privilege of just seeing what God does every single year. It is literally one of the best conferences ever. And so, um, yeah, if you're not a part of pink lid, you need to be a part you of pink to, lid you because- need to get yourself here October 18th. Yeah, you're going to miss out. Yeah. What's one of your favorite memories from the Pink Lid? Because you've been oh with gosh. me at the Pink Lid now since, I want to say 2000 and it was right after I had Hodge, 2015. It was our first one, I think. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite moments. I always love doing the workshops, like the, yeah. the breakouts. They are my favorite because I get to be in a small room with the girls and the girls literally can ask me anything. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much my session is, hey, here's this. I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not the only person um, that deals with these things, kind of share some of my story. And then just having the girls ask me questions throughout the entire conference is really my favorite because I get to connect with them and just maybe give them um, a, a safe place to ask questions that maybe they, they don't ask. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Your session, I think it was two years ago, was like so outrageously overpacked that like we had to turn <laughs> girls away. That made me sad. I, I love them. It was fun. It was fun. We're going to give you a bigger room this year so we can accommodate more girls, right? Uh, um, I like the small rooms, okay. Alyssa. I'm sorry. Maybe. We'll let you have 15 <laughs> girls. Okay, the first 15 girls to register for Amber's session, get Amber to herself. Yes. Okay? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll figure all those details out later. <laughs> but Amber, thanks so much for being on the podcast. You're amazing. I love Thank you. Thank you, friend. Yes. It's an honor. It's an honor to know you and to know what you're doing and just to be a part of like the movement that you're doing here. Yeah. I know your heart and I know how much you pour out 
and how much you give and sacrifice for all of these girls. And Pink Lid wouldn't exist without you. Mm -hmm. And these girls being restored wouldn't happen without you. So thank you for the honor. I love it. There's nothing more I love. Like, the Pink Lid literally is my heartbeat. It always will be. I don't care. I'm going to be like 60 years old. Like, (laughs) hey, girls. I'll be there with you. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, like, we started, like, when I started the Pink Lid, I was 19. So it's like crazy, like, all these years later. And now I'm like in my 30s. Crazy, but I love it. I love it just the same. I think I love it even more now than I did when I was 19 because I was still a teenager myself when I started (laughs) it. But hey, here we are. (laughs) Life goes by fast, and uh, man, I'm so I'm so excited for this year. So thank you, Amber and girls. Remember, go to thepinklid.com, register. We only have 600 tickets this year, and it's going to be the best weekend of your year. I promise. Um, Go ahead and repost. Um, this podcast, I want to know who's listening. You can direct message us anytime on Instagram. Let us know questions you want us to answer. Um, we are there for you. Anytime you need us, girls, we're here for you. We love you. Remember, you are created by God. Your worth comes from God and you're loved by God. 